Welcome, everybody, to episode two of the Engine Professional Podcast. My name is Steve Fox, and I'm here with my co-host, Chuck Lynch. Chuck, we made it to episode two. Yeah, two comes after one, so we're heading in the right direction, right? <laughs> yeah, it is true. Um, what are we going to talk about today, Chuck? Well, today we're going to, di- to discuss promoting your business to your customers. That's um, a pretty important thing, you know. We got a business, we need customers. We definitely need those customers for sure. Uh, Chuck is actually in our office today as we're doing this recording uh, from our office here in Cary, Illinois. Chuck usually works from his home remotely down in southern Indiana. Uh, how's it been down there, Chuck, through all this pandemic stuff and the weather? Well, the weather's actually been pretty nice. Uh, you know, you and I have talked on the phone that you guys have uh, actually had higher temperatures than us down that way. So um, we are appreciative of the mild August we've had, the uh, the rain. So, yeah, it's been good. Good. How's COVID down there? Well, um, you know, we are a, a lower population part of the, of the country, so that's that's been okay, but you know, we've got some hot spots in the area. So hopefully it all cools down and we get back to some normalcy here pretty soon. No doubt. <clears throat> Speaking of COVID, uh, as I'm sure most of you already know, the Apex Shima, SEMA show in Las Vegas have been canceled this year. Um, kind of puts a bummer on the show season for everybody, but uh, all in all, it might have been the right thing to do. Speaking of shows, Chuck was down at the Shy Diesel Extravaganza at Wagler Motorsports Park in southern Indiana. Uh, Chuck, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So if you know anything about the performance diesel world, you know that that Shy and Wagler are names that are synonymous with uh, performance diesel. Uh, They put on a bang-up presentation this year. Uh, A lot of trucks, a lot of pulling tractors, drag racing and pulling you could surely get your fill there you know I was there for the whole weekend event and uh, there was either you know a a pulling vehicle hooked up or somebody flying down the drag strip Uh, Jared Jones of uh, Shide set a new world record Uh, so uh, yeah it was a pretty great outing no mosquitoes no mosquitoes they don't like that black smoke no black smoke (laughs) from mosquitoes Um, and then coming up here in December, uh, PRI show, um, looks like they're going to try to have it. You know, uh, we all want to do everything we possibly can to support our industry and, and, you know, PRI is, especially for the engine machine shops. I mean, that is our show. So, uh, we're hoping that we can proceed with it. Um, we know that it's going to be an altered program from what we typically see but you know we're really hoping to uh get out there and see some friends and and uh get some normalcy back as you said earlier yeah like you say it'll be nice to see your friends and colleagues in the industry and and once again aera plans on doing their uh, vip party on friday night during that show which is always a huge success oh yeah yeah have a drink a little bit of food things get loose and uh, it's enjoyable. A lot of networking done then. Absolutely. Um, we'll do a little sponsor plug here for our magazine called Engine Professional. Uh, what can you tell us about that magazine, Chuck? So the Engine Professional magazine is a quarterly published magazine. 
we pride ourselves in the fact that we have highly technical application-driven articles. Uh, some examples of the editorial content would be, you know, we every engine platform you can think of, we try to hit around. So that's going to be diesel, industrial, performance, you know, your specialty applications, restoration, motorcycle, uh, you know, marine, and then the marine power sport side. And, uh, and if we hear of anything new coming down the pipeline, uh, you know, we would take that as an opportunity to share that information as well. Um, we, yeah, I think Dave's going to do an article on, uh, there's actually a new General Motors 66 gas engine coming out. I think Dave's doing some research on for an article on that. Right. I tell you what, we got a war with those, uh, bigger cubic inch engines. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, <laughs> reminiscent of the good old days. Absolutely. <clears throat> so some of the other things, you know, uh, machining practices, uh, it's some of our advertisers are, of course, they're the, the machine suppliers to the industry. Um, so, you know, we definitely like, to, okay, we're reaching out to machine shops, so we definitely want to speak to that type of stuff. Um, the how and why of individual part components, um, we, you know, have everybody within, whether it's from manufacturing engineering technical sales service, customer service, which, you know, we've got all kinds of people that uh, contribute to articles and, you know, failure analysis. That's always a really popular uh, topic. Um, we get requests for that quite often, as uh, we had mentioned in the previous podcast, you know, the failure analysis manual is so greatly popular and people really like the, uh, the FA articles when we have the opportunity to publish those. And, uh, you know, hey, we're in, you know, we're in the business of salvaging casting, so uh, oftentimes we have some pretty unique articles on, you know, how to save, you know, the 6-4 head or, you know, tube replacement. Um, you know, there's a repair method that goes along with that. So, yeah, we, we try to cover all bases. Sharing knowledge with engine professionals worldwide is pretty much what that magazine's all about. Absolutely. And that magazine reaches in the neighborhood of 15,000 subscribers globally. So, uh, you know, that's a, and for anybody out there that you'd, you know, maybe want to advertise with us, uh, that's a good outreach, you know. Again, you know, uh, we've got great penetration into, you know, South Africa, into Australia, um, Latin America, of course, you know, North America, Canada, Europe, but you know, um, sometimes some of the other names I'm or places I mentioned, you know, we just don't give that that much consideration. How much opportunity for business lies there, you know? Um, you know, South Africa. Um, if you're working on European stuff, you have a lot of that. It's English speaking, so um, good opportunities. So if you're not receiving the magazine, it is free to sign up. All you need to do is go to engineprofessional.com, click on the subscribe button, fill out the registration form, and hit send. We'll receive the information about your uh, mailing address, and you can start receiving Engine Professional Magazine. Now, Chuck, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this whole episode, which is promoting your business to your customers. In our last episode, we kind of talked about how the tech department has over uh, 150 years of experience between five technicians. Over those years, we've probably all been in a shop or seen some shops or talked to uh, 
several engine builders um, and visited with those guys. And this is what kind of prompted this whole episode was to trying to sell or promote your business to your customer. Um, and we're kind of bringing this to you from a standpoint of observations that we've made, uh, discussions with shop owners, uh, group discussions that we've had at some of our trade shows or regional conferences. Or the after-party dinner. Or the after-party the, dinner, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so these are kind of just our thoughts and opinions on things. Um, doesn't mean it's right, doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just kind of our thoughts and opinions to kind of give you guys some ideas of things that you might look at, might consider on trying to promote your business better to your customers. So first and foremost, perception is reality. Absolutely, you know, when someone walks in to the environment, do they see in your shop that we are a technical in, uh, industry? Do they see that we are a precision industry? You know, think about yourself when you go to the doctor, you know, does it say anything else except doctor's office? Uh, you know, when you go to the grocery store, does it say grocery store? So when someone walks into your machine shop, is it organized in a manner? Um, does it, you know, enable them to believe that, hey, this is a, a, a highly technical, a precision type environment? Cleanliness is probably one of the key features as well. Yeah, ab absolutely. Because, you know, when you talk precision, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. You can't, you know, it's kind of hard to buy that, you know, something where you're measuring in thousands or tenths of thousands or millionths of an inch that, uh, you know, if a micrometer is greasy and nasty and dirty and looks like a, a C-clamp, you know, it's just, it's hard to sell that, that vision of precision. And you're trying to keep a good impression or first impression on your customers that come in. Uh, having a clean-looking facility or clean-looking shop. Exactly. You know, first impressions are lasting impressions. We've heard that our whole lives. It's very true, you know. I mean, there, any one of us that uh, says that's not, you know, I, th I think we're fooling ourselves because, you know, uh, uh, we all have some, you know, things that just resonate with us. And, you know, and, and if I see something – you know, uh, we had a little bit of a conversation about, uh, you know, if a guy sees a stripped out bolt hole in the bell housing on an engine he was just taken off of a skid, um, he's going to question everything else about it, too. So, Yeah, cleanliness is huge. When I was uh, growing up in, in a shop, why we always, at the end of the day, we always vacuumed up the chips off of all the machines. So it was ready to go the next morning, and it was clean looking, and you know, if you, if you don't do it one day, one day leads to the next, the next leads to a week. And all of a sudden that stuff just keeps building up and building up. And, and you really need to do your best that you can to just keep your equipment running well and clean. Yeah, that five minutes you didn't have yesterday, well, it's just going to accumulate. So now you're going to be searching for an hour or two. Right, correct. Uh, another topic under that one um, kind of organization um keeping things organized your equipment or your you know tools in the right spots uh that's kind of one of the things you know guys go to a shop and you're 
customer looks in the back and sees just stuff kind of laid out, spread out, dirty, not cleaned up, that don't look too good either. No. You know, and again, going on old analogies that you've heard, you know, for everything a place and for every place a thing, you know. And uh, so you can, you know, you can expedite your processes when, okay, I know exactly where that's going to be. It's, it's going to be there every time. So um, I know we all get in, you know, you start yanking out sockets and you're not exactly really sure what, what you need, but, you know, put it back as quickly as you can so it doesn't disrupt the rest of your day. Okay, well, we'll move on to our next little topic here uh, that we think might be a good one is what separates you from your competition? And, you know, that's paramount. Um, you know, we are just competitive in nature as humans, it seems, and, you know, we always have been. Um, but, you know, it in, in something, you know, when you're selling a product or, a, you know, it's a commodity type of thing, you know, somebody, you have to really, really put the analysis to that and, and look what does separate me and then do I document that well? Uh, you know, in, in this world where, you know, the, the choices for equipment are pretty standard and the tools are pretty standard and whatnot, so it, it's going to really rely on uh, what you can offer outside of, you know, you know, hey, we can all mill heads and make them flat. Um, but, you know, you know, you can do things to, uh, to attract people in and show them what you can do and, and share that knowledge and, and wealth with your community by, you know, maybe you're, you open your shop up to shop tours. Um, give the customer a tour. You know, if it's one customer, you know, every customer's potential. Um, but you know the guys who um, are really interested in, in what's going on. Um, they're high detail, they're quality oriented, and, and they want to understand better. So, you know, those shop tours are invaluable. And you want to, you want the shop to, again, exude that uh, you have skills, you know, that you're organized, that, you know, you're probably going to meet their time constraints, uh, that, you know, um, take the opportunities to uh, get some youth in there, you know, um, become friendly with your community schools, um, your vocational tech schools. And, uh, you know, and because if you can impress them, they're going to impress on the rest of the community that you've got a good business, a good operation. You know, you can't say it enough. You know, you, you can spend tons of time and effort on advertising, um, but, you know, word of mouth is, uh, is, is paramount, you know. Um, we'll probably hit the one this more than once, but you know, you, if someone has something uh, good to say about you, they'll tell a few people. If they got something bad to say, they'll tell everybody. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that a little deeper. But going back to one thing that you'd mentioned there was, you know, giving the customer a tour of your shop. <clears throat> one thing I think is as you're doing that, maybe kind of explain to that customer some of the machining processes that you do. Um, and, and let them know that you're doing it on equipment that is reliable, it's, it's good, it does a good surface finish, like if you're milling a head or a block deck, uh, boring a block, anything like that. 
um, you know, if you have a profilometer, show the customer that and let him know that you're checking surface finish and, and all that stuff to, to understand the, that you're taking that time to make sure his engine is machined and built properly. Yes, you know, you, you take a look, and, and most people will offer, you know, uh, torque plate honing, you know, as an upsell, um, you know, and so, you know, ex- take that opportunity to explain to them, you know, with the gasket and the stress of the bolts, you know, the, the distortion um, that's created when you build an engine by the gasket between the head and the block, you know, that's why you're doing that, and you're trying to replicate the worst-case scenarios for them. So, um, you know, education is key. And Yeah, you're educating that customer. So if, if he does go down the road and goes to XYZ Machine Shop and they give him a price that's $500 less than you, at least you've educated the customer on why you need to charge that much for that, that job uh, and, and your reasonings for it. And... You know, just let them know you need to compare apples to apples. We're not comparing an apple to a grape here. You know, you got to compare apples to apples on what what's being done to your engine. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in this world where we order so much stuff online, we do we try to educate ourselves about why there's different prices in USB stick from Amazon Prime. That's you know the hey, this is the the greatest choice was well, it the greatest choice because of its price or you know it's the greatest choice because of the capacity or whatever so um you know a lot of customers will do due diligence um we know that you know we can get them in the weeds sometime and they don't truly understand but you know that's your that's your opportunity you yep. know show the differences accentuate the differences one thing chuck tuck touched on as well with shop tours uh inviting those car clubs your your schools to come and see your shop uh one thing that we know one member did um out of wisconsin was he invites the car clubs on a i think it's a weekday he does it like on a thursday night or tuesday night or something like that and he gets some food he gets in some pizzas and uh has some beverages some water some sodas some of the adult beverages are always welcome in our industry um, but then he also does some of the, uh, he has a practice tree challenge for all those guys that are there. <clears throat> so he's got one of those porta trees and they do a reaction time challenge and he sets it up as kind of like a, a race. He puts them on a ladder and then everybody wins some door prizes at the end of the night. Yeah, that's, uh, it's a really good way to bring the, everything together there, you know, um, have some fun, and it can be educational and market your product. Even car shows, you know. Um, there's a facility right outside our office here. It's a repair garage. <clears throat> Excuse me. They usually have a car show every Saturday. Uh, bring some cars in, and it's just full of people. Um, what a better way to show off your business than to have hot rods or street rods sitting out in your parking lot and get some food and beverages and just let people tour the shop. Right. Yeah, the social benefit, again, you know, you know those folks are going to take pictures and they're going to post them on the internet, and you know, and it gets your name out there without you doing any work. Simple, simple and free. Well, those not free. You got to <laughs> buy a little food and stuff, but <clears throat> low impact. That's correct. Uh, something else that might help promote your business to your customers is uh, computer-generated estimates. 
uh, something that looks professional looking that you can hand to your customer if he comes in looking for an estimate. Yeah, you know, we, we, we had the conversation about, you know, bartering. And when you open that door, um, th- that's what you deal with all the time. I, I see that posted on social media. People get extremely frustrated with our industry and the fact that uh, you know, nobody goes to the doctor and, and barters for a lower price or they don't go to the Kroger or you know, Walmart or wherever, and they don't barter for lower prices. And, you know, there's some pretty standardized things that they do, and uh, we need to make sure that we're doing those things, you know. Um, say what you do, do what you say, you know, have your prices posted, um, if you can do that. I mean, I know, we know there's variability in, in parts cost. Um, but when it, you know, some of the really standard things, you know, just document it. Hey, to resurface a head, you know, even if you say, it, you know, it's $50 per cylinder or something like, you know, have some standards and that can help nullify some of that. And as Steve said, you know, a, a good professional looking, uh, a quote, you know, if you, uh, write a note or on a piece of paper and it should be about then, you know, you're probably leaving yourself open for debate. Yeah, I think the nice thing is, is if you get something that's professional that you have on the counter <clears throat> that you can show your customer, hey, this is what we charge for born a block or milling a head or anything like that, the customer kind of feels more comfortable that this is what it's going to be uh, to do that, not, hey, you told me 50 bucks, and then he comes back two weeks later and says, yeah, I remember talking to you, you told me 40 bucks. Exactly. That's the bartering. There's the bartering coming yeah. into play. Yeah, that'll, you know, I've traveled the world over and there's, it's got its place, you know, night markets in Asia, you know, they want to barter. When you're trying to, you know, you're running, running a machine shop, you know, if you've got that stuff posted up there and a guy comes in and he sees that it's $125 to get a head resurfaced, he doesn't even have to ask you. You know, some people will. But by and large, you may filter out some of that debate, discussion, just by having that signage up, you know. And it needs to be, you know, clear and concise and clean, or otherwise they're liable to think, well, maybe it doesn't matter because that sign looks like it's 40 years old, so, you know, uh, I'll ask. But, you know, if it, if it looks current, um, then, you know, hey, you may turn away that guy that – uh doesn't want to really spend the money anyway and, and that's good for us too our time's valuable so think yeah. about that yeah time is definitely valuable in our industry and I think also you know it shows a little consistency um, that obviously some people will do a job if you have your fleet accounts you know you're going to do maybe some work a little cheaper for those guys than you would your your guy that just walks in off the street but the, at least the guy that walks in off the street if he can see it or you show it to him, he knows that his neighbor's coming in and getting the same price. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. I mean, you know, everybody knows, as you mentioned, you know, the fleets and whatnot. So you negotiate business for a longer duration of time. Hey, I'm, I've tried to, uh, you know, manage and, and win this account for many years. Well, that's not day-to-day business. That's, you know, 
that's year-to-year business. It's multi-generational business, possibly. You know, yeah, those, they fit in a different category. But, you know, if you want to be efficient and deal with the guy walking through the front door, you know, have some, have some standards published. And every shop's busy. Everybody's busy trying to get things done. Uh, and probably, you know, some other things is return the phone call. If the guy calls and, and you need to return a call back to him, just make sure you do it. Uh, it's one of those things where that'll help sell your business or promote your business as well, that you're, you're taking the time to call that customer back, um, give them an estimate on what they're doing. Same thing with emails. You know, everybody gets inundated with emails every day. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many we get per day, but it's a lot. <clears throat> can only imagine what some of the shops are getting as well. Guys looking for quotes on this or quotes on that. And it is difficult to quote that stuff through email per se <clears throat> without seeing it or knowing what you're working with or anything like that. But try to do the best that you can and make a professional response to them. Right. And, you know, and that is huge in customer service. Um, you know, we're, we're in a different time, you know, and communication is not what it used to be we used to talk to each other a lot more and now we're you know electronic devices have uh, really taken control but when someone does leave you a voicemail or send you an email um, that's a that's a really a great opportunity to shine you know by making it more personal and uh, people like that you know speaking for myself I know that if I get treated right I'm willing to spend more money Mm-hmm. For somebody that gives me good customer service, and don't don't always sell yourself short. You know, it was one of those uh, one of those things we talked about yesterday. I think in preparing for this is kind of know your worth. You know, know what your your time is worth and your your ability to do that machine work. You know, kind of like Chuck said, we are a very highly technical, precise industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, how many, how many industries, um, you know, that we deal with on a day in out, day out basis, you know, I mean, you know, we'll talk about aerospace, but you know, I mean, we machine to, to close tolerances, the measurables, your cylinder bore finish, your head gasket surface, multi-layer steel shim gaskets require, you know, a surface roughness of 30 or less, um, you know, what does that mean to most people? Not a lot, but, you know, when you start talking about 30, 30 micro inches or less, m- you know, millionths of an inch, it's just, you know, it's hard to fathom, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, a hair is enough to uh, take up all the clearance between, you know, a valve guide and a valve stem in a a 350 Chevy, you know, when you get one to 3,000 stem to guide clearance, a hair will take up all that clearance. So, you know, use again, that goes back to, you know, educating your customer. That's, uh, yep, that's Absolutely. the stuff you want to share. And, and so that's valuable. Again, know your worth, know your value. And I know some of the things that we've been talking about, um, I'm sure everybody's thinking, man, that's going to take up a lot of time. Yeah, it's going to take some time, but you never know what what that can bring down the road. You know, just because the guy doesn't say, hey, I want you to rebuild my engine today, doesn't mean he won't do it six months down the road. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes, you you know, uh, when you, you plant a seed, 
they mature yep over time you know you know put a seed seed in the ground you know not a looney tunes cartoon pour water on it and you got a <laughs> jack and the beanstalk so <laughs> well if it was only that simple <laughs> Uh, another topic we got here is kind of a word of mouth. You know, Chuck kind of touched on that uh, to begin earlier in the conversation, but word of mouth is huge in our industry, really any industry. Yeah, for sure. Um, as people, you know, I mean, we're we're good and somewhat we've, we've got some evil tendencies, you know. So if somebody gets in your crawl, what do they tell everybody? They complain to everyone. So... You know, realistically, your reputation should be your top priority um, in everything to you, you know. Uh, advertising, um, you, you can you can spend all the money you want, but if you've got people running around out there bad-mouthing you, um, you know, it just nullifies all of that. Word of mouth can be your best advertising spent. For sure. For sure. Yeah, and and we know we we've, we've got some members that don't prescribe to, you know, some of the the modern practices of advertising and whatnot. But um, I know from dealing with some of these folks that, uh, you know, they've been around for fifty, sixty years because they're reliable and people are spreading the word about them. Yeah, and in every shop will make a mistake. Hey, there's no perfect shop out there in the world uh you're gonna have some comebacks you're gonna have some mistakes but it's it's how you handle those mistakes that'll leave a good impression on that customer absolutely you know um i think we joked about that before if it's mechanical murphy's hanging around yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and you know as the old saying goes and i think chuck said it earlier happy customers tell no one but an unhappy customer will tell 100 people that's the truth. That's the truth. You know, and we don't get to take credit for these sayings, but they're they're absolutely applicable to all of us every day. Very relevant to what our industry is today. So, you know, another thing that we should probably touch on is, you know, over-promising and under-delivering. You know, we all want to to be able to give that guy his product. Uh, you know, uh, in discussions, I was at a at a custom training recently. You know, and and that's what a lot of people fear. You know, that's like, okay, I don't want to miss that opportunity for that business, so I'm going to tell them when I can get it back in five days. And knowing full well that you've just got too much on your plate and you can't do it, you know. You're better off to tell that guy, you know, hey, if you need it in five days, you're probably going to have to go to somebody else or give me 10. Right. You know, and just, just be up front be about up front. it. Be up front, yep. Yeah, I think a customer would definitely love to hear 10 days than you, you tell him five days and he doesn't have it in 15 days even. You know, it's one of those things. So, And again, that's where they tell everyone in this day of social media. Yeah, you know, watch out for Bob down there. Yeah. You know, he'll take your stuff hostage and you'll never get your car back on the road. So, yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's becoming more and more relevant uh in our times is social media. Um and that's going to be what our next episode's about really is social media and your website, you know, trying to 
we're going to have our individual that takes care of it here at AERA, Rob Monroe. He's going to come on and talk about some of that stuff uh, to try to help you guys understand how to cover some of the key points in making your social media top notch uh, is kind of what we're looking at. So yeah, make it work for you. Right. You know, exactly. And, and, and it sounds like it's a lot of work and it is, it is a lot of work, but I think once people start using it, it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. And it goes back to what you were talking about in the cleaning up earlier. Yeah. Do it as you go. Yeah. I think people that have been really successful with it, you know, you guys see this, you know, when they're at the racetrack or they're, you know, in their own shop and stuff, they kind of do it as they go. And, you know, and Rob will really help out with that. Like say he oversees what we've got going and, and he helps folks all the time. He takes quite a few calls on that. So. Yeah. Which kind of brings us to another, one of our key last points was, does your social media outreach, outreach emulate your business and vice versa? You want to kind of keep that about the same, you know, does, does that social media portray what your business really is? Yeah. You know, I think both in the practices and, and the look, you know, I mean, if you cleaned up your shop for taking pictures for your social media and then people show up at your place and it doesn't look anything like that, you know, so that's kind of where the vice versa is, you know, um, you know, does it emulate your business and does your business emulate that picture that you've put out of yourself? Yeah, so many times you'll see some pictures and you go, oh, man, that's a nice place. Or, you know, when my wife and I were buying a house, we, we kind of saw a house that was for sale and we drove, you know, looked at it online and went, oh, man, that's that's going to be the one. And we drove up there. We didn't even slow down. We just drove right past it. It's like that ain't even close to what that picture looked like, you know, so. Like a lot of those 50-footer eBay cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you want to make sure that your social media and your website kind of emulate your business and you got good pictures and, and those sort of things. And you want, like Chuck said, vice versa. You want to make sure that it goes both ways. Well, Chuck, I think we've kind of covered everything uh, – we wanted to talk about today anything else you want to add or well you know i think maybe kind of jump back to to the beginning a little bit is uh you know you know we're hoping that pri happens because of the efforts for our industry but you know just want to have everybody know that hey you know that's our mission here at aera is um support industry and uh you know, and let us know how we're doing. Um, what are you looking for? Um, especially in unprecedented times like this where we are kind of not rubbing elbows with each other in in our public forums where we would get a chance to, you know, socialize and talk as an industry, as a group. You know, in our, in our regional areas, we are getting some, those discussions. But, you know, that's the great thing about these trade shows is that we used to you know, we get a bunch of people from all over the country together. You know, you break bread, you have a beer, um, you loosen up, and, and you talk business, and, you know, and, yeah, and you pick on each other. There's some banter going back and forth. But, you know, uh, there aren't too many trade secrets, not in this world anymore. Not anymore. So, you know, we all try to help each other out, some pats on the back, some jabs and ribs, and, you know, and and uh, I think we're all missing that. You know, we want to. 
we want to get back. Yeah, I would totally agree with you there. Uh, I think if PRI does happen, you know, it's kind of on the fence if it's going to be attended well or not. But I kind of think it might be just from the fact of, like you said, you know, people want to get out and they want to see their buddies they haven't seen in over a year that that's the show they see them at and, and talk to them and, like you said, throw some jabs back and forth, have a few cocktails and, and have a good time. For sure. Well, those are just a couple things that uh, Chuck and I have discussed and wrote down that we thought might help you promote your business to your customer. Uh, we hope it helped. Uh, and if you do have any questions, like Chuck said, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can email us. Um, my email is steve at aera.org or Chuck's is? Chuck at aera.org. Pretty simple. <laughs> uh, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be happy to hear your comments. Or if you got questions, you know, we can try to answer them or forward them on to people. Um, <clears throat> some of the other things that uh, we'd like to, in closing here, like we mentioned, you know, our next upcoming issue is going to be on websites and social media. And Rob will do a good job of explaining those to you and how to, how to promote your social media and drive business to your to you from social media and your website. Right. You know, it's just another tool, you know, let it work for you. Um, If you'd like to know a little bit more about AERA and who we are, feel free to visit our website at www.aera.org. You can visit us on our social media outlets. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash AERAEP, Twitter at AERAEP, Instagram, Engine Professional Mag. And also, you can listen to this podcast at podcast.engineprofessional.com. And we're also uh, podcasting on the other formats too, Chuck. Like oh, yeah, plenty of the Plenty of those. Forms, you know, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Google. Um, so there's... There's a good amount. So look us up on your favorite podcasting uh, platform. You can just search Engine Professional, and you'll be able to find us that way. Well, Chuck, I think that about does it for this episode. Hopefully, like we said, a lot of people took some good information out of it. And uh, looking forward to ones in the future. Thanks a lot, Steve. Great to be in the office with you. And uh, to everybody out there. Uh, we hope to get to see you soon. You bet. Holla. <laughs> <laughs>